Welcome to About Being a Man. This is a show um, that I'll be having in order to to actually just discuss issues of being a man amongst youth in South Africa and reflect on the current challenges and things that they might be struggling with. And uh, today on the line I have with me Letu and we'll be discussing fatherhood and being a man in South Africa. Letu, welcome to the show. Hi Reggie. I'm glad to be back, um, and thank you for inviting me for this really exciting topic. Thanks, thanks. I'm pleased to have you, really. Um, and I must say that this is quite a, a very important topic, and one of the topics that we hardly talk about. And I think on my side, when I'm looking at it, and um, a lot of people never give it a thought, because... Um, I remember one of the conversations that I actually had with Kopano Ratele, one of the uh, the professor in South Africa who researches on on masculinity. I just asked him that, I mean, with the issue of fatherhood, how does one become a father? Do we need to teach people into being a father? As much as we do teach people or socialize people into, into being men, um, and I, I, I would like to know from your standpoint, how do you, I mean, just as a, as, as a beginning, as we start, what do you understand by the concept? Because for me, it's a bit confusing. Sure. Um, let's, let me start by saying my understanding of being a father certainly starts from the point that this is a verb you father, you do something. It's mm. not just a title. It's an mm. action that you have to make sure you are out there actioning. And then when you action it, then can you be called a father? Mm. And mm. the action obviously starts with conception, when a child is conceived, and you are directly mm. involved in that process. And that mm. involvement resulted in a person and this person mm. now looks at you and says father me do this father thing mm. for me or mm. to me so that's mm. where definitely it starts mm. with me um, I've now uh, you know as, as we we're talking earlier we are now mm. pregnant with a child a boy mm. Mm. so we're going to be parents to three boys and one day mm. these three boys are going to come to me and say what is a father? Were you a father? How did you father? Tell us and show us. So there's a big learning aspect to it. Certainly something mm. that I look forward to one day being able mm. to and God could help me do it properly with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're saying it's a verb, I'm imagining someone who happened to have been um, or who might have made somebody pregnant at the moment and expected to be a father. When you're saying it's a verb, I, I, I do believe that a verb is something that somebody has to do. And in that doing, we require a bit of knowledge of what we are doing. And at times, I felt or rather experienced that most of the time, 
people don't in, get involved in something because they don't know how to do it. They're naturally not wanting to do it which might just be the case with a lot of absent fathers in South Africa. I 100% agree with you. You do need to learn. In fact, as I was wrapping my mind around this topic, I realized more and more how much I didn't know about fathering and (laughs) how much I need to learn about fathering. And let me start by putting something very, very important across on how you learn Uh, fathering. uh, From my uh, perspective, Reggie, the first thing you need uh, to do as a man is take care of yourself in the process of learning fathering. You need to learn to nurture and care for you firstly. And uh, I'll show you you a couple of points why I'm saying that. The first uh, thing you need to do for you to be able to be a good father, mm. what you need to learn is learn to manage the things that upset you, that intimidate you, that create mm. stress in you, that make mm. you not the best person you can be. Mm. That is self-management. Mm. That is best about yourself. Because mm. all these mm. things that do that to you will translate mm. to how you become a father, to what you do in your attempt to fathering. In the level mm. of nurture you are able to give as part of fathering. Mm. So that is very mm. important. So if you are drinking all the time, you're not going to be a great father. Mm. You're hardly present to be there as a father. Mm. If you're drinking mm. because mm. of stress, it's mm. because of the stress that needs to be dealt with mm. that you now cannot ultimately be the father that you want. So it's important to learn to care for yourself. Self-discipline mm, is something mm, that benefits you as a person. And with self-discipline, you're able to father better. You manage your time better. You manage your money better. You manage your relationships mm, better. It ultimately mm, translates to you being a good father. Mm, being able to know how to relate well with the person you are parenting with, the mother mm, of the children or whoever is the co-parent, that is important. Mm, it's, it's, it's you learning a skill on how to better mm, relate. Mm, it translates mm, to you being a better father. So all Mm. these things are there. And I think ultimately this is the big one that I really want to throw out there to us men and and especially Mm. fathers. Learn to reach out help on how to become a better father. So allow people Mm. to mentor and and guide you. It is invaluable. No one is expecting you to be perfect and know everything. So it's okay for you to say, "Listen, Mm. listen, I need some help. Can other men speak into my life or other fathers speak into my life? that have yeah, done it or yeah. that they seem to know what's going on. And mm, that is a personal mm, skill that you learn, but it ultimately translates to you being a better father. Mm, 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 mm. You know, what you're saying is very important because I remember one of the the theories that we, we I came across just reading. Um, um, the moment that a mom goes through when they are, in, they are conceived, that that moment where they go through a pre-maternal preoccupation where they are preoccupied with the pregnancy, the ups and downs that they go through with all the morning sicknesses and other things, and how at times they would push away their partner and pull their partner, and how it might be very difficult for someone who doesn't know to manage themselves, how that might be difficult to manage as a man. And 
you know, it, it actually resonates with that theory very, very well. But then I wonder with, with, with when you are a man who still is struggling with being a man, how will that process unfold? So in my mind, it unfolds in various ways, depending on the questions about masculinity and maleness that you have personally. But I mm. think ultimately this is the point that we have to address around fathering and the struggle to know how much of your masculinity is working in its best way to make you a good father. Mm. So how much of what you mm. know as a man is what is a good father? Let's first interrogate mm. the question or the issue of the very purpose mm. of fathering in the first place. Remember, this is not even mm. about you more than it's about this person that needs to be fathered. And mm. Mm. this person is looking at you, blank slate, no clue about what to really expect from you, mm. but trusting mm. you to have the best interest and best knowledge in you that is ultimately mm. going to translate to you treating them in the best possible way as a father and nurturing mm. them as a good mm. father. So the purpose of mm. fathering is not just about mm. you delivering certain services. Mm. It's also about you being able to define to this person this concept of mm. fathering. So it's important to mm. go back and ask yourself if mm. the concept you mm. have in you is well-balanced, mm. is it clear, you know what you're doing. Mm. One thing mm. I learned, Reggie, as mm. I've been thinking about this and reading around it, mm was that the concept itself has changed over time because mm. the purpose mm. of fathering has changed over time. There may be mm. a time in mm. history where there's a certain thing that is needed from fathers because of the focus there. So mm. our forefathers mm. focused on specific things because there was a need mm. for that aspect mm. of masculinity mm. and that aspect of fathering. And it came out mm. stronger then. But we should be allowed to redefine it and reconceptualize mm. when the context changes, when the environment changes, mm. in such a way that mm. we need to be able to say fatherhood changes over time because of the emphasis mm. at that particular time. So as a father in mm. this day and age, I need to locate myself in my context and understand the needs in my space and be in particular mm. in my family space. My, the, mm. the, the, the family I'm fathering, that's my context. Mm. And the community that mm -hmm. I'm embedded in, that's my context. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to father mm -hmm. in that environment because that's where it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. So this uh, actually, this actually sparked quite like very interesting points and actually makes me think about quite a lot of things. And what I saw on social media, a guy is actually asking, um, ladies on their platform to speak on their behalf to allow them to see their children um, as they are denied to see their children despite the fact that they are providing for them. And I saw that seems to be a struggle with regards to them exercising that of which you call a verb right now. And the question comes in my mind, and I'm looking at it, it, it this is quite an emotional uh, topic, I must say. And I'm asking myself, to a man who hasn't experienced that concept of fathering, how possible is that kind of 
process to unfold in them or even um, the blueprint they have in them? Will that allow them to be good enough further or will that deny them that opportunity? So, again, coming back to my point I made around what's happening here when you're becoming a father. You are providing a service to someone who needs it. You are providing an identity to someone who needs it, a sense of identity to someone who needs it, because the father and their presence allows this person, their child, to understand this relationship of father-child. So that's an identity-creating moment. And you need to step outside of your own personal experience to think about this person and what this person needs. And that's where you need to start. The fact that you do not come from a context that gave you a good example shouldn't be the reason why you stop looking for the, the, ex, the answers that you seek. Because this person is now here. You understand what I'm saying? This person never brought themselves here. It was your direct involvement. And now it's up to you to be able to stand up and get that information and seek that advice. I think we, we sometimes sit too much on this excuse that we're never given the information and not actively seek it. And I think that is incorrect. Because of the very nature of what has happened, the na- what has happened is someone now is looking at you to give them an understanding of fatherhood. So you've got to start to get this information. I, I do, at the same time, empathize a lot with men who don't come from an example or haven't had an example of good fathering. I do mm-hmm. empathize with them because I do understand why they are struggling to know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want mm-hmm. to say to those guys, the child is here. Mm-hmm. We need to do something mm-hmm. about it now. Rather, mm-hmm. talk to your brothers, talk to people around you who mm-hmm. might know, start asking questions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seek mm-hmm. answers actively. Because this mm. person is now here. I think it's very unfair mm. to make the child mm. have to suffer for something that they mm. never even caused. And this in particular yeah. is you not having a, a father or an example of a father in your life. This child mustn't suffer mm. for that. And then a mm. motivating factor also is the fact that mm. you know the pain and the frustration. You come mm. from it. Why do you mm-hmm. want to translate that into your child's life? Mm. I think mm. normally you would so that's a motivation to get up and do something about it as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, just to actually touch on what you are saying and what I, I actually was reflecting on just now, is fathering related to mothering or that, do they share something to make them exist as a dual or to do a dual function on this person who is here? Actually touching on experiences that men often cry about that they are not allowed to be part of their children's life. That means they are not allowed to exercise fathering or to be fathers. And I'm asking myself, the person who's um, maybe uh, stopping that from happening, um, whether their sense of mothering is with a clear understanding of fathering and in relation to that of which they've created together with that, uh, the father of their child. Are they related? Um, they 
Can they coexist or one doesn't need the other? I, I like your question and thank you for that question because it talks very strongly to my personal convictions around parenting. It's mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. honestly it takes more than one person to parent in a nice, healthy, supportive environment. You can't do it on your own. It's a big job. And, mm-hmm. and people who have kids, so you're taking care of kids, actually, can tell you that yeah. a child's needs are vast and detailed, and you've got to be able to know them so well to be able to meet their needs. At the same time, know the mm-hmm. environment around them so well to, be able to mitigate against any risk. Or know the environment so well that you can actually bring the good stuff from that environment into the child's life to better nurture them. The point of fathering, the point of mothering is to provide a nurturing environment for the child. So you cannot do that nurturing environment provision on your own. And you shouldn't expect yourself to be honest. It should be that the environment, the world you live in supports you with resources, people included, to to parent. And so it shouldn't be one or the other. It's both everybody involved in providing the best environment to nurture this person that we all should be very much happy that they are part of the world. Mm. And so Mm. we we should be careful when we talk about what mothering is and what fathering is, as if it's Mm. just two separate things that live in isolated silos, because they don't. Mm. They are actually in relation to each other. I mother Mm. sometimes where my wife cannot. I mm. know that when I'm away for mm. maybe work and the boys are very difficult, my wife mm. is going to step in and do something that typically a father would do to reinforce the presence mm. of fathering, mm. even mm. though I'm wrong. And so those mm. things matter. When I mm. treat them mm. in a certain way, mm. which was typically how a male would respond to a circumstance, she would say to me, no, mm-hmm. this needed a mother." kind of approach. So go back and do it like this to reinforce the mothering aspect in their lives. So you can see that the point is you're trying to create this nurturing environment where needs are being met for the children without trying to throw stones at each other or or create some kind of conflict to legitimize your role. And maybe that's the point, the last point I want to make is oftentimes people want to hold on to their identity, their role, because they're trying to mm. legitimize it. So let's get rid of mm. this need mm. To, mm. to put our stamp on the child as if that's mm. what the point is of parenting. It's not about leaving yourself there for the child to mm. forever remember you and hold on to the memories of you. Let mm. it be mm. something else because then there mm. is no competition of one and the other competing with each other for mm. some affection or affirmation from the mm. child. Mm. That mm. is detrimental mm. to developing and building the child in the best possible way. Mm. 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 You know, what you're saying is actually very important and th- and it actually brings this question into mind where I'm looking at the, the conversation we had about being a man and being a woman and 
how that still is a struggle and how youth in South Africa still throwing stones at each other. And now that very difficult um, experience and identity um, confusion does and is needed for these two things, mothering and fathering. And to my understanding, it seems as though that uh, so long as we are still struggling with being a man and women and how we relate with one another, still fathering and mothering seem to to still, it seems like there's still going to be problems around mothering and fathering since we, first of all, we can't coexist, we can't talk, we can't, we throw, and it seems the stones are thrown at each other on the fathering level and both here on the um, men and women level and it seems as though we are in 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 we are faced we are in a crisis and we are perpetuating the crisis of fathering and mothering by how we um we are dating or how we are being men and women on the ground and i don't know if there is anything you can offer to make fathering um, just a well-flowing process. Um, by actually talking more about men and women and fathering and mothering. Sure. I mean, look, and again, this is just from my experiences really, but I would I would say to, to father that if you want to have a seamless as seamless as possible way through the experience of fathering, you've got to learn the the approach that you have to have with the mother of the child that best works for the child. Okay. This is not about putting your own pain and issues in the forefront if that is going to not have a good resolution. Rather, if, it, if it's going to create conflict, rather focus your energies where a good passion should be focused, which is on the person that you mm. are fathering. Mm. Mm. And for mm. this sake, create a cooperative relationship with the people mm. that are mothering and mothering for this child. Mm. Yeah. It's very important to do it because it's a way of you getting to the child without mm. the kind of barriers you would experience if you take conflict mm. first. And think conflict mm. is the way to resolve the problem you're having. Mm. Children mm. come to us at a certain stage of their development. They are mm. still very mm. tiny and they are developing their growth. You need to know how and when to communicate certain things to the child as they are developing. Mm. Explaining to them the reasons why perhaps you couldn't be around as much being able to talk to them about what you could do from where you were, what you could provide, what you could provide emotionally and materially and psychologically at this stage of development so that they are able to be with you through the journey and not have questions that you are never available to answer. I think as, as, as like people, for instance, there's very, there are other issues that we need to, take into consideration cultural practices, value uh, system, uh, 
that are mm. critical for you to mm. be able to have access to your child. Those are things that you need to be able to communicate to your child as and when the time arises so that they understand mm. those things and how they impact on your availability. But mm. ultimately, ultimately, mm. Reggie, what matters is that you will you are actively doing something that you can draw on to your mm. child and say, here are examples that I was there from where I could mm. be. Mm. Because mm. the minute there's a gap in your story that the child picks mm. up on later down the line, then whatever mm. negative messages about your father may have been relayed to mm. the child, they'll be mm. reinforced or they'll, be, they'll have evidence to draw from to come to the conclusions mm. about how bad a father you are. Don't mm. give them that, that evidence. Mm. By making sure that you are there when you can and how you could be there. Mm. I think mm. a lot of us come into fathering without having a lot of good knowledge about how to yeah. best do it. And that's okay. Mm. The point mm. is that mm. you are learning you are father for the first time when you have conceived. From that point onwards, mm. it's going to be a learning experience that yeah. even though with all the theory that you may have gained and the observation that mm. you may have made, mm. you are now going to mm. act it out according to your personality and mm. your character and your strengths and your mm. weaknesses. And so you're also going to be articulating it as you go along. You're explaining it mm. to yourself as you experience mm. yourself, father. And so that's okay mm. because the child also grows to understand and know that about you. At a different time, mm. there were certain things that you could do well and then you grew and, do, and did them better. But the point is mm. you are actively mm. changing and growing and that's brilliant. In the same way as you related with the mother, at a certain time, mm. you were not that great at it, but you got better mm. at it. And the child sees mm. that and understands that. And that's the point. Mm. Mm. It seems it's quite a learning process. And this brings me to this question, and I want you to end with this question because it's very burning and it might just open a lot of things. To what extent does being a man or a woman informs how we father or mother? Because most of the time men do think because they are socialized to be providers and do think that because they can't provide, then they run away from the whole, um, the whole process completely. To what extent does being a man inform or even impact being a father? Well, the ideas of what maleness means definitely impact on how we father because the mm. two are very closely related. Mm. But what should be informing how you father needs to be firstly mm. the understanding you've got of the child itself. You need to intimately know your child, their specific needs, their personality, character, their uniqueness in the way they see the world. That has to inform how you feel. So your maleness, your, your, your context or where you come from shouldn't be at the forefront of how you father. It's about this person that we are looking at having to father. And you need to start from knowing them intimately and being part of the world as intimately as you possibly can. Nurturing itself is more about building this positive relationship with yourself and the, and the child, being able to show that you are willing and there to meet their basic needs and build trust and comfort for them. So if you look at that, 
that is again about mm. this person. You need to pay attention mm. to their needs. Um, mm. Of course, you need to ensure that you can meet their basic needs of shelter, nutrition, safety, clothing, mm. and so on. Mm. And that mm. tells them something about the role of a father, but it tells them mm. more about the role of someone who cares about me. Mm. You've got mm. to be able to mm. Mm. mentor them through to to mentor them through different stages of their life in various ways, yeah. giving them understanding, mm. different stages of their life, mm. being able to mm. provide for them an identity. Like they know their family history. They understand their cultural mm. heritage. That's very important mm. as mm. you pass that information on to them for them to, mm. to create a sense of identity. Out of. I think guiding mm. is very, very critical at some point. Mm. It's something that we do as fathers. It's something that we we were taught is very important to be the guide. Mm. But if you mm. think about what guiding means, it's just about helping a person navigating through the unknown. Mm. And that is something that you do by being a positive role model. Um, mm. You've got to be able to teach them age-appropriate self-discipline, mm. you know, mm. encourage them to positively get involved or allow certain positive involvement in their life from peers, from other adults around them, mm. including things mm. like their teachers. I mean, how awesome is it when you as a parent or a father mm. can go to a school meeting, meet with the parents of the child, and come back home and say, you see, that teacher, I agree with what the teacher says. I agree with what the teacher does. What happens in the mm. child's mind is they now have a sense of, oh, that teacher is legitimate authority. That whatever the mm. teacher says, is shared as a value system in my own family by my own father. Mm. So I must agree mm. with what the teacher does. So that child now mm. learns it's this community of people that they can trust and know to also mm. be parenting them or guiding them in the right way. Mm. Mm. Problem solving mm. is one key thing in guiding a child. I mean, teaching a child how to problem solve is teaching them how to become more independent. So we shouldn't mm. hold our children to be dependent on us by not giving them the right information on how to make good decisions. Don't do mm, that. Mm. Guide them by giving them the right information. Allow them to problem solve mm. so that they can become independent one day. Mm, and then mm, mm. The, the, the thing that is really beautiful is this idea of being an advocate on behalf of the child. Be their biggest mm, fan mm. and be their biggest protector. Um, mm, mm, protect mm, them even mm. from family members or friends that hurt them because mm. they need to know that they've got somebody who they can talk mm. to about even the most mm. sensitive and the most difficult topics. Um, help them develop good connections with good people around them. And also, mm. children cannot advocate on their behalf for things around them that they need. So let's say in a community mm. there's no good playground, or they, the place is just not safe for kids. Kids are getting hurt mm. in the street. As mm. parents, as fathers, we need to stand up and say, together with the advocate on their behalf. Then they learn that mm. there's a bigger role to fathering because it also translates into creating a community around them gosh, that is safe gosh, and stable gosh. and good for their development. And these mm. are all aspects mm. of fathering that you don't mm. necessarily need to have a mother next to all the time in order for you mm. to do that. You can do these things mm. in the absence mm. of, of a mother, mm. but it still mm. has a direct impact on the child. Yeah, and that is something yeah, that I think yeah. we need to, as men, look at and see and agree that we mm. can continue with so that we don't mm. find ourselves 
blaming always mm-hmm. the absence of an amicable relationship with for us to become better fathers. Mm, 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 mm. But it seems as though that um, um, the process itself it's, um, is is smoother when both of you are doing um, their parts, mothering and, and, and fathering. And I think, you know what, it actually sparks a lot of questions because um, a lot of, lot of men do find it, they just want to focus on the child and the person who's their mom isn't in the formula, maybe based on the, the relationship or how things could not work out between them. And it seems as though despite the that experience, it is important for for one to establish a relationship with the mom for fathering to to unfold smoothly. And maybe the question that I have is probably with uh, that will address one of the the key questions that guys do have and struggle with with regard to being or fathering um, a child that's not yours and having the other father coming to be the father to the very same child. So being in a relationship with a single mom and how that must unfold for a person who has gotten themselves in a relationship with this new person. Absolutely. So we've got the most unconventional families nowadays. Mm. I mean, they've been around for some time. Ago. And we need to be able to accommodate um, those families and their specific needs. And again, going back to my earlier point around, you need to understand the purpose of fathering and the person that you are fathering. Understand them and know them intimately. Because I think mm. when you understand the purpose of fathering in your unique circumstance, you may very well be fathering somebody that you never were involved in their conception, but you're Uh, still fathering uh, them, but know why you are fathering them and sit down with the mother and have a good understanding of why you are involved in this and be clear uh, and be open about your varieties and about your understanding of what you are doing. It's when uh, there is lack of communication and we never got to a clear understanding of why we're doing something that later down the line conflict arises and then the conflict is difficult to resolve maybe because well we had never agreed on the principles of why we're doing this in the first place mm-hmm. it's easier i think when you know that this is about the child it's about yeah, yeah, developing yeah. and helping this innocent person who honestly mm-hmm. will just appreciate you for what you gave to them and Knowing it from that perspective helps you make the decision mm. to continue doing it, regardless of whether mm. somebody else might come into the picture one day and mm. upset things or make things a bit more difficult. Mm. I do think that mm. as men, about what this means for us as men, because the, the reason why we father sometimes can be directly related to a benefit that you want to get out of the, at the end of the day. And I think that needs yeah. to be challenged challenge each other about that because there's so much more work yeah. to be done in creating good communities by the yeah. presence of the yeah. father and perhaps knowing that and knowing that we are we are pulling our energies into something much bigger and much more important than us i think that could be the best motivating factor um, in, mm. also in including in that is the fact that as men we are people of legacy we want to leave 
good understanding of who we were behind when we are gone. Mm. And therefore, mm. having had a good imprint on a child by your presence, a good imprint mm. of what a good man is by your presence in a community, mm. that is fathering. Mm. That is putting up a, mm. a high standard of a role model and people will mm. follow that one. And those are all mm. fathering um, aspects that we should be proud of, which mm. which is different for how or why people fathered before. So knowing the purpose of mm. why we are doing it now is very, very important. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, you know what? We can talk the whole day. And I must say that we should explore this topic further around fathering without actually with a hope, with fathering with a different kind of mindset, I guess, and a fathering um, with a hope to build a community than to actually build one. Fathering with the best interest of the kid in mind and fathering yeah. with literally uh, a compassion and genuine love of the person you're fathering and care that most people do reduce it to providing and other things and i don't know if you have any last words that you want to to actually um uh, just say before we, we 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 end our conversation um, i think i would like to just encourage young fathers out there i'm a young dad myself i uh, uh, often get a lot of questions from a lot of young guys around uh, why am i doing uh, this why am i Weighing it, <laughs> what is it that yeah. is in it for me? And I can yeah. tell you that yeah. experience of nurturing and caring for someone is the yeah. most yeah. amazing experience you can have as a man yeah. because yeah. genuinely you realize that the appreciation yeah. you've been looking yeah. for may be yeah. out there, the attention you've been looking for out there yeah. can actually be easily and quickly yeah. and safely satisfied when you just yeah. father the best that you can you live sincerely mm, mm. you live um a life that you are you're happy about when you look at yourself in the mirror because you know you're doing something that is worthwhile and as men mm. let's talk about it. let's get together let's appreciate each other when we do this let's mm. encourage each other when we do this right and let's be available mm. to help each other when there's mistakes that need to be fixed because mm. we are a community of really important people that are still very relevant in the world today. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was such a beautiful conversation and I think men will love and wish to have us have more of this kind of conversation. And I really appreciate your, um, your, just your information and the knowledge that you share and and I hope to to have this 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 kind of discussion more with you soon. Thank you so much. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you, thank you. Mm.